Yes, welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shannon, Mr. Rob, and Zane. What's good, Rob? How you doing? What's good, brother? How you feel, man? Good to see your face, man. Good, good, good. Zane couldn't join us today. He got caught up, but he'll be back with us on Friday. But we got a very special guest. Special guest indeed. We got a lyricist, a wordsmith, Brooklyn Zone, legendary special ed. What's up, brother? How you doing? Peace, peace, peace to everybody, man. I'm all, I'm all good, man. Just here, another day in paradise. That's right, yes, man. Blessed to be in this world. Good That's to see right. you, man. You still, you still looking like you like 17, 18 over there, man. I'm, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think about 21, two, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my birthday coming up. You know what I'm saying? We gonna do the two. Yes, sir. You too. You a 72 baby. I'm a 72 baby too, bro. So we look good right now, bro. Oh, nah, I said 22. A 22? <laughs> I don't know you. What you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. We ain't going to go through together. Uh, uh, I don't put no age on you, player. Nah, nah. I'm a baby, oh, bro. I, I'm, I'm yeah. You know, yeah. Paul's coming in. Yeah, my bad. Uh, I'm a baby boy. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so tell us how you how you got into rapping. Got how do you get still? started? Hold on, man. See, I hate when this happens. Yeah, I need to turn my bringer off or something. All right. How, how I stop calls and all that? Hold on. Let me yeah, go I'm, out. I got to come back. Special ed, everybody. If you haven't already, like, comment, subscribe. Put your questions for special ed in the chat. You know, I tell his age. Hey, special in the chat. If you was rocking till I got it made, if you know about taxing. Yo, you know what? My bad. I should have did this shit on my laptop. That's all right. We good. Right, what happened is every time I get a call, it interfere with my audio, man. You know, they need to get that shit together. I'm going to have to get it together for them. You feel me? That's how I'm on it. Yeah. I'm folks. I'm, I'm solution based. Huh. Tell, yo, tell us, tell us how you end up getting signed because you got signed at a very young age, right? Yeah, I got signed at uh, 15 years old. Um, I went to Howie T. My I, my cousins lived across the street from Howie, and at that time, Howie was already producing everybody in Brooklyn. Had hits out, hits. Yes, sir. Hits. So I knew this. And, I, and I, I, I knew of him and growing up all my life, watching them DJ and make mixtapes. And then it evolved into record making. So when I saw this all happening, I was like, whoa, Howie's the man. Okay, so I got good at what I was doing and I was confident enough to approach him and, you know, like, yo, I want to get on. Because you can't just go to somebody and be like, yo, I want to get on trash. You know what I mean? So basically, once I felt confident enough at about 15, I went to Howie. I actually went to my cousin and was like, yo, cuz, I need to go to Howie. Because that's who you got to go see. You know, right. Howie the godfather of the hood. You know, and that's my big bro to the day. Shout outs to Hitman Howie T. Rest in peace to Rob Thompson, his brother. You know what I'm saying? He was a, a you know, integral part of the whole thing as well, just coming up. So um, she took me over there. And it was a whole, my, my, my family over there across from Howie is huge. A lot of them, you know what I'm saying? Like probably five, probably a bunch of them. So 
Jennifer took me over there across the street. Just across the street, but I ain't gonna go ring his bell. I got protocol, you know what I'm saying? Back in the days, we got respect. We know how shit goes. But I did ring KRS bell randomly one day. Uh, that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> we wanna so, hear that story too. So well, that's next. That's next. So anyway, uh, you know, I went into Howie's crib and, we, and, and they was looking at me like, yeah, so what's up, Ed? I was like, so yeah, I want to get on. I want to, you know, rap. So they're looking at me like, you know, they see me grow up. You know, I'm, they, I'm the cuz. I'm the family, right? So it's like, all right, well, let's hear you. What you want to do? So I'm like, I put on impeach the president. Mm-hmm. So off the top, I'm coming at him asking for impeach the president. So it's like, oh, okay, he know what he want to do. So he looked it up real quick, bop, 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 to you know, short process, and bang, I started spitting. Cause I was ready for that beat. That's one of my all-time favorites right there. Yeah. So once I started spitting, I didn't really want to stop. So I just kept going. Wah, 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 wah. By the time I was done, it was all it was done. It was like, all right, come back, we're gonna start recording. Nice. Yeah, so it was about maybe a mile from my house. So I used to walk, you know what I'm saying? Just walk up. It's in the hood, so just like what from the 30s, I was on 31st to connectedly that would be about 46 or 47 so yeah about 10 15 blocks whatever about a mile it's all good so i used to walk rain sleet snow whatever and sometimes he wouldn't even be there or he left or some shit you know and i have to just go walk home chin up battling niggas on the way home shout outs to my man big rob from the 30s, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody up and down the half that done ran up. Shout out to Ram Age, rest in peace. Fat Chris, you know what I'm saying? Um, just, you know, life, man, has been been wonderful for me, man. I can't, I wouldn't trade it. Right. And a lot of it been real rough and real tumultuous, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It shaped me and mold me to where I am today so I can do what I need to do now. That's dope, That's dope, That's dope man. And I... I and being so young, and back in Brooklyn, Brooklyn always been Brooklyn. But back then, how, how did you how did you handle early fame? Well, I was already solid. You know what I'm saying? I grew up the youngest of five brothers. So I already knew how to do everything. Right, right. Period. Right, right. You, I was ready for the world. Your brother I, I was ready. I was ready for the world before I should have been. Okay. So basically, I was just dealing with it. The only thing is just navigating through a landscape that we had no prior experience in. So we just doing it. We see what we see on TV. We have ideas of what we want in our heads. We got images of what we want, but we really not sure because this is all brand new. Right. The, the, The dynamics, the economics, everything is brand new. So that's that's where we all are. This is life is a whole process. So we in it. You know what I'm saying? This is the process right here. Right. What, was the, what was the moment, the aha moment that you realized like, shit, this is really a business. This is really work. This is not only fun. Man, I knew it was a business all day. Cause like I said, how we live right there and artists were coming out. All of them had different levels of success. And then you look at other artists from different areas and see their levels of success. And it's just, it's a business is what it is. I knew it was a business since I was little. I ain't, I wasn't uh, baffled or astounded by any of that shit. That shit was, I, my main intent was to be successful and I knew how to attain success. I knew that even with Profile Records, that, okay, Howie T already had 
uh, a track record of success in music production. Mm -hmm. um, Profile Records had a history of success as a record label. They had Run DMC, they had Dana Dane, Rob Bates, Sweet T. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty sure once I got involved with the quality of my music and given my situation, I should have had a you know level of success. Right. And it was on me to go forward and, and make that shit pop. So that was my whole intent. So that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? I, I said they got those artists the way they needed to be to the media outlets. You know what I mean? And um that's what it boiled down to. And right. I think at that age you had that insight, that's good, man. Yeah, man, I told you I was already solid, man, looking at the world through a whole different lens, man, from a whole different place. That's it's, a just, it's just, yo. My, my, my family came here from Jamaica, came from a place that was under worse conditions. You understand? Mm -hmm. They came here to get away from that shit and, and get a chance to thrive in this free economy. You understand? Right. So at the end of the day, um, a, a lot of people that are already here tend to overlook. There are a lot of people that come here from all over the world as it has always been. This whole country is based on people from all over the world coming here and capitalizing. The immigrant country, sir. For real. Yeah, it's the immigrant country. So basically, you have to understand that concept. Sometimes we get here or we are put here or we are brought here. And then we tend to lose sight of how to um, regain ourselves, maintain ourselves, move forward. How to move forward, you know, as a people, economically, structurally, organization, just period. We're kind of under the influence of all kinds of uh, everything, son. Everything goes back. Mind control, dis distractions, deterrences, diffusion, delusions, all of that. So we have to under basically gather our consciousness and understand where is it you need to go, what is it you need to do. Period. Because what we're doing and where we're going now is not really working out in our best interests. It is really just kind of following the flock, following the sheeple, following, you know, the status quo and having to deal with the end result, which right. is mandatory this, mandatory that, do this, do that, bend over, get the fuck out of here. You feel me? <laughs> no. And it's right. what, what you're saying makes so much sense, man. So what what encourages or what how can I ask this question? Because it has to do with your writing style. What what encouraged you to be a writer or, or to start writing rhymes? Oh, the fact that when I tried it in school, it had an effect. I, I, it had an effect on the crowd, which was the class. And I was like, oh, for real? Uh, I was joking. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and it's almost like that now because a lot of people tell me, like, you know, Ed, you, yeah, you should have been a comedian. They joking with me, but in reality, I. I, I I joke so much that it's almost like I probably should have been a damn comedian but at the end of the day I'm just um, full of spirit and life and I like to make myself happy I, I, I make jokes for myself purely like people out there sorry if y'all don't get it but shit I do let me tell you man cause I, I tell you I got it made for me and we, we're born the same age we're pretty much the same age and I won't even I won't bring that up again but <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something, but I got it made for me at the age of 17 was a song. That, that song gave me confidence. It gave me confidence playing ball. 
it gave me confidence going with girls. <laughs> and here I am, 16, 17. And this song, I got to make from front to back. I used to listen to that song before I went to practice. I used to before I went to school. Like, that song meant so much to my day. Thank you for that song, bro. I'm Yo, I appreciate that. I'm honored. I'm blessed to be able to affect change or affect people in that way. And that's what I try to explain to people all the time. You know, people got Grammys, people got Emmy, people got whatever the hell they got. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that somebody can come to me and tell me that I have affected their life in a way that has changed it or made it positive, in a positive way, right? So, and this is all walks of life, people from everywhere. So that is what matters when you can actually do that. And and, and that's what I appreciate. And I thank you for that, man, because that's my point in my whole, this is the reason why I'm even, y'all can hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize, man. People keep calling me and they don't know what I'm doing. That's why I should yeah, have been on my laptop. Anyway, it's like this. I put out a song with a positive message, a message of empowerment, a message of self-awareness, self-confidence, growth, progression. That is a, a message, period. That is part of uh, what this music does. It, it, it gives us more than we know. That's right. Our words are powerful. Your testimony, your testament is powerful. What you speak into the universe is powerful. So me, even at that age, trying to deliver a message, oh. but I wasn't even so much aware as to the effect that I would have on a people. Oh, people so this is what it is. The now, message was keeping so... It real, keeping it real, you was on to quantum physics in 89. Absolutely. And I, and I used to drop shit all the time in, all my, the lyrics, in my lyrics that was you know, scientific, but people didn't want to hear all that shit all the time, so I would just drop Jews here and there, just like people don't want to hear about uh, uh, oppression and this and that all the time, but you got to say something. Right. People don't want to hear about your wealth all the time, but you got to say something. Now, you don't have to say, you know, you don't have to make it all about that, but that song in itself was about putting us in a different mind state and a different energy, a different zone. So now, let me get back. When people heard that song, and it empowered them and gave them that vigor and that energy to go out there and change their mind frame, raise the bar, attain more, achieve goals, know that fuck your age, you can go get this money. Right now. Right now. So basically, it shifted the dynamics of things in such a way where it had to be recognized. And in recognizing that, you also know that, okay, something was done with the opposite polarity that had an effect on our people as well. So they took the same thing that we took in love and made to empower us and they used it to weaken us and destroy us right. and, and put us to where we are right now, which is what we need to be discussing. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, uh, yeah, Sean, yeah, Sean. That's funny you say that because I was about to ask you, how do we get back to that feeling of when hip hop is empowering and it's fun and you know it's about pride because now it's really about being misogynistic about drugs about wealth well about what we have to do as a conscious people is say fuck that what are you talking about are you stupid right we adults 
We're right. not children trying to be fucking cool. We adults with sense and sensibility, accountability, and responsibility. That word right there, accountability. Accountability, bro. period. And this is what I'm saying. You can make all the music you want, say what you want. It's entertainment, right? Just like you can make a horror flick and stab 30 people in it. That's right. But you have to have accountability that this is entertainment only. This is not real life, kids. You know, uh, we don't all run around looking like clowns, degrading our women, children, and people, working with law enforcement, doing dumb shit. Like we don't do shit like that. Like you're leading the, you're you're, you're sending the wrong messages. They're monetizing off our demise, and nobody saying shit. Get out of here. I'm saying that's why I'm here. I'm not here because I got. I'm selling you a record right now. No, I'm here because I'm gonna tell y'all this shit is dead. Y'all stupid. Fuck is y'all doing? Yeah. Like nah, and I'm not gonna do that. And I'm gonna not gonna let all my brothers, uh, you know, that lived and died for this shit, have to see this shit right now. Right. Without yeah. me saying facts. Without me saying what I'ma say. I don't give a yep. fuck what y'all talking about. I'ma say what I'ma say. Yo, yo, hey. Yo. This, my, my man, check out the comment at the bottom. What up? This T-Baby get my fanboy on here. Ed was my favorite rapper as a kid, yo. He ain't never lie. We, yo, as kids in the park, he put you over Kane, Rock him, whoever it was. Those are my guys. Those are my brothers, man. <laughs> Those are my brothers, man. Um, Kane came Kane came to the crib on church after to get me. We went to the Apollo. He treated me like a little brother, man. We went to hang out to the crib, like, you know what I'm saying? The little the red bands, like shit like that is is stay with me like yo. That's what we need. We need for brothers to reach back out to the other generations and guide them, mentor right. them, teach them about what the hell going on. You don't just let them go ahead and run in the game and go crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think corporate America, I think corporate America really has done a disservice to hip hop because they brought the money is coming to the game and since the money is coming to the game and monetization has been all it's about the integrity of hip hop and the art of hip hop the artistry is kind of going away well I'm, I'm changing all that shit man like me and, and my team and my people what we doing I'm doing some shit to affect change to all of that about monetization about how this uh, whole industry is working how about music and everything is distributed? I'm doing some things right now with some people. And y'all know I'm smart. I ain't no stupid motherfucker. So I'm coming for y'all. We coming right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm working with some very intelligent, very brilliant people. You know what I'm saying? I might not have the super duper education, but my people do. Nah, we got some shit for, the, for y'all, for them right now. I mean, um, and, and I think this is important too, just to have the dialogue um, and, and open the dialogue with corporate because even though they're taking a certain stance, it, it's up to somebody to step into the situation and say, yo, nah, this is not what we're doing. This is what we're doing. If we point out what's wrong, if we point out the um, negativity that's being supported, they got to recognize it. They got to they gotta affect change. So it's about, first, man. it's about saying something first. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it seems like everybody's scared to say something. And and that and that's and that's that's just fear. People just fear the the the, the inevitable. But see, that's the thing. They were.
structure like i don't fear nothing man. i don't care about nobody the feelings and all the people with whatever y'all come for me come on man whatever whatever it is i ain't no shit like that like i'm i'm trying to look for problems what i'm saying is i'm gonna speak the truth right i'm gonna speak reality and anybody ain't in line with reality whatever to the left i ain't i'm in i'm in reality i'm in this realm we here we got kids mouths to feed we got people at home for over a year don't know what the fuck going on yeah come on man stop it first you telling them no way don't you don't need a mask now you need two masks you 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 might need a we got one <laughs> shot we got two shots three shots yeah, four shots yeah. shit turning into a fucking album yeah. come on man with this shit they're longer and that's best man and they got people they, they just got people running scared don't know what to do don't know if i should take a shot should i get a shot what is the shot what's in the shot mm. The worst thing about, but yo, as far as, as far as the art, where where do, where do you see the state of lyricism today? Man, it's still there. It's just what's being promoted and marketed. I mean, we got artists of all genres, of all levels of intensity and passion about what they rapping about, and, and they good. I mean, some of the even some of the bullshit songs is good for to listen to and drive to and you know just the beats and shit and hey and whatever some sort of that shit is fun but what it is is when it's redundant and repetitive and you don't have anything original that's where we get the issue at when i made an album i made almost every song sounded different that's because it, I, I wanted to do that i wanted something for everyone i wanted something that they're gonna like over in, in china Right. I, I talked about you know people of different cultures, stories, different stuff, luchin. Oh. Like I involve, but I'm not a Puerto Rican. I involve everybody into what I was doing. I made Jamaican music. Yeah, I made house songs. I made a club song. So let me ask you this, man. Let me ask you this for real. How important is the human imagination? Oh, very important. It's important to your why, whole development. Why, why, why are we using it for? Because we're not thinking for ourselves we allow other people to think for us we're not free thinkers you know i am i mean shit i always been but we have to look at life from a perspective of i have the same innate ability to think as anyone else does there's no one here that's going to be more intelligent than me if i apply myself and i pay attention to what the hell is real and the power in words and thought as well that's right that's right and believe in yourself right i don't i don't you know um Um, I don't I don't fear or feel like I'm beneath anyone or anything. I don't care how educated you think you are. I don't care where you work, how much money you think you make or have, or how much money you do have. I don't give a, it doesn't matter to me. That's right. um, what matters to me is what's coming out of your mouth, how it affects everyone around you, and what you're doing for others. Because anybody can go out there and become rich and run a, you know, just do something for themselves. I see a lot of artists that are doing a lot of things for themselves it's like yeah this artist just did that this just artist just did that yeah they made a billion yeah they made a billion or half a million 200 100 million okay i, I want to start hearing about what change. they're doing change right because now you're making enough you're doing enough you have enough corporate relationships you're doing enough in different markets you're in commodities you're in securities whatever you're in now let's well that's what you're doing for yourself that's great is that what you want everyone to know about? 
Right. So yeah, I've been more philanthropic within the last twenty years or so, and I've just been aligning myself okay. with a myself with a lot of organizations doing a lot of work in different communities all over state to state all over the country um and now I, i've even formed my own nonprofit organization called seal seal stands for special ed arts and literacy and what i do is i'm uh, is literacy so point exactly. blank i'm educating in different areas arts literacy technology and um you know there's a lot of interesting things going on in technology and we're gonna uh, bring some awareness, and not just to adults, but to kids as well. You know, there's a lot of things they can participate in now in the whole crypto market. You know, we have a bunch of things going on that is we're packaging up and putting together for everyone. We need to shift this this wealth, the economics, and uh, everything else that's going on right now with us as a people. Yeah, we got a question from the chat. Said, how'd you come up with the name Special Ed? Well. My boy suggested it, Eric Edot, you know what I'm saying? Eric Green, you know what I'm saying? That's my boy from the hood. We grew up together from as, as roots. And, um, you know, it was kind of descriptive of my nature, my behavior as a youth, just in general. I was never in the class. I wasn't silly. I wasn't stupid. Actually, the, the opposite. But it was, uh, it was ironic, and the name rang to me. It re resonated because it said to me, for one, my name is Ed, and I am special. But for two, I, I turned something that had a negative, uh, exactly, and, and made it positive, and made it respectable, and made people love it. And um, and, and at the same time, now I'm gonna teach y'all something. I've been teaching, but I'm gonna continue to teach. So in a way, I do teach in my own way. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's what that's what it's really about. But he suggested it, and when I thought about it, I was like, first I was like, because the first thing you're gonna think about is special ed. But then I'm like, I thought for two seconds, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, catchy. I work. <laughs> and then and then I started because before that I was in love. I was Ed Ski. I was Eddie oh. Ed. I was just doing the most Ed Ed and Eddies. <laughs> so 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 that just brought it all into perspective, and now it gave me a focus of where I could go with that. And 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 once again, I knew it would provoke thought. People would be like, giggle, like, oh shit, special Ed, like, oh. Ed. But yeah, but when you listen now, when you hear and when you learn, then yeah. you understand what special ed really means. Yeah. Let me ask you, um, I know I read somewhere an article that back, I think back in the 90s that you you had an issue in terms of police brutality. You know, I'm just wondering, I want to get your opinion on everything that's going on with the, um, the Derek yeah, Tucker so and Makai Bryant. Yeah, basically, man, my opinion to sum it all up is like, fuck the police, straight like that because they coming out here abusing their authority and power. Mm -hmm. They are targeting children, and our children for the most part. And um, I've been a victim of that since I was in high school, all the way up until yes, now. So yes, for, for the last 30 years plus of my life, as long as I've been in the music industry, out of high school, just like, you know, in real life, I've been dealing with the fucking police and they bullshit. And and it's it's one thing if you upholding the law and you protecting citizens, but not when you abusing people and killing people and, uh, and you know, I'm still dealing with, you know, consequences of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Injury and all kind of shit, man. Like, shit is real. So 
when you experience that, some people will be like, ah, it's not that serious. Or some people never even been stopped by the police. You understand? So they couldn't really relate. But when you, from as a child, from a youth, been abused by the police, been locked up by the police, falsely accused, been going through all the shit you don't went through, it puts you in a certain mind frame. Yeah, you're so, PTSD. Yeah, and I think that if they don't have the proper psychological or psychiatric training or whatever they need to deal with people, they shouldn't be out there. If you just gonna fucking be so scared you gonna pop somebody, you don't need to be a cop. Mm -hmm. and, and if that's the case, then they have different weapons now. They need to take away the firearms and leave those in the car and, right. and come out with some tasers. Unless you get a call about a gun or you come and you see gunshots or hear a gun or notice a gun, you shouldn't even have no gun now because you got tasers, you got to zap somebody, you could shot, you could, you got clubs. What happened to that? They used to hit me with fucking walkie talkies and shit. What's, what's the problem? Y'all, you know, why you gotta kill people now? You gotta go straight to popping. Evolution, we've gotten bigger. Man. That's, but yo, you know what's funny is you, you said that it's like that, um, that people don't see it. I think, I think people do see it, but they choose. They see it like, now with social exactly media. Yeah, but, but even, it's different. Even what I'm saying is, media. Inside, inside, some people can't even grasp in the hip if they've never experienced it, I promise you. Mm -hmm. They don't know, they look at you like you crazy. When you start talking, they look at you like, nah, bro, you put too much on it, this, that, and the third. No, when you've been, when they done went upside your head while you handcuffed several times, you feel differently. You understand? Like, there are children out here. They doing this. Kids, man, I was in school. I was physically assaulted inside a school while handcuffed. It. While, excuse me, while handcuffed. As a, as a minor. So what you telling me? You telling me nothing. None of y'all telling me nothing, man. Fuck the police. Take their guns or leave them in the car or whatever. Whatever the fuck. Now, kid, man. But get the motherfuckers out of here. Or have us police our own communities, man. Because that's what's happening. People coming from other communities and disrespecting our children and, and our women and shit. And I'm not doing that shit. You right. come to my house, my block, my child, my woman. Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm not doing none of that. I'm not yeah, doing that. No investment in our community. And, and that's, that's what, what it is. We don't have, we don't, well, we are standing up for ourselves, but then you got to watch a lot of that shit too because it'd be a lot of optics involved. They stage in a lot of shit. They want you to react. They want a lot of shit to pop off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So be careful of all that, man. Be careful. It's better to react politically and, find, and economically than to act foolishly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And when they be going up out here destroying shit and, and documenting it on the news and all of that, man, map that shit out, man. That shit is opportunity zones. They ain't fooling nobody. They destroying <laughs> communities where they can go back in and get in dirt cheap and fucking yeah. gentrify that shit. Like yep. I'm not slow. Yeah. You know, and what what what's the official Crooklyn Dodgers roster? Official Crooklyn Dodgers. What you mean, like who who's official or who down or? Who, who is on the songs? Because Crooklyn Dodgers, I look at y'all as the Wu Tang. Like my crook, I mean, this is my Crooklyn Dodgers lineup right here. Right. It's <laughs> Chub Rock, Buckshot, Master Ace, J Rooted Damager, MC Light, and the Abbott is Big Daddy King. Mm -hmm. That's mean, right there. That's a tour. 
That's the tour right there. Yeah, so, so yeah, we, we yeah, we used to, you know. Will y'all ever put put a, a, a Brooklyn Dodgers project together, like, for all y'all together? Man, shit, I would love to. What it is, it's just in our hands. We need to start taking our own careers and things in our own hands and doing the things that we want to do. Right. We shouldn't have to wait for a promoter to do it or live nation or no nation. We our own nation. So okay. why are we not doing it? I love the way you talk, man. I man, swear. Fuck that, man. Like, like, I'm not right. tired of sitting back and watching this shit. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to come on and say something. But what's right. happening is these motherfuckers get in, they get their little paper, and they go run and go hide. They ain't coming to help nobody. Every article you hear about everybody doing all that shit, they doing that shit to help themselves. Yeah, they great, right? But even the hip hop, think about the genre, hip hop, right? Like in other genres, when people, um, they get older, they become, they wear the status of this is a legend. There are people that still sell out arenas and stuff like that. And rock stars are, are held in high regard, but hip hop for some reason, they discard the hip hop legends. Nah, it's because of how the whole industry is manipulated and artists are processed through the system, in and out. And, and here you out of here. You get your 15 minutes and mm -hmm. then they defamate your character and you ain't got no, no wins left. It's right. like how people go, um, it's like how people are getting a little beef and then the loser, their career's over. Mm -hmm. yeah. The industry will treat you like that. You, you, get, on, you get on, they milk you, you get, they get what they want out of you, and then you know they they trash you. So you have to keep yourself alive. You have to keep yourself out the garbage can. Yeah, we gotta figure out though how to, the same love though that the legends get when they go abroad. How do we get that back in the U.S.? Dialogue, dictate that shit for yourself. Like, what are we waiting for somebody to tell me? I'm no, I don't wait for no network to tell me who I am. Get out of here, man. That's what I'm saying. I ain't start talking, but I'm going to start talking now. It's going to be some dialogue. It's going to be respectful dialogue, too, because I've come across people with nothing but respect and love. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of reality now. Now we deal with reality. The dialogue has to be there. Somebody has to say what is right, what is wrong, what is a no-no. Yeah, we need yeah, to do some... Yeah, we need to do some culture, uh, investing in our own culture, some control, some culture control here. Yeah, yeah, we were building with Master Ace, and Master Ace was telling us about shows that he do in Germany versus shows that he do in the States. And I'm like, to me, shit like that is unacceptable. You getting that love in Germany, you're supposed to get that same love here in the States. It's because of the mind state that they develop and, and give out here in the U.S., you feel me? You know, it's that, it's that systematic mind control shit, man. Like, we ain't even, they ain't even, nobody thinking for themselves. They just thinking about right. next next season, the next thing. next next season's wardrobe, the latest this, the latest that. What the are they want? They're thinking about the latest advertisement, the latest right. phone. Distractions, right. The, the latest right. distraction. Instead of, right. the, you know, the latest thing that's gonna put you over the top and that's gonna right. bring you into the next millennium. You know what I'm saying? What's gonna What's gonna bring your generational wealth to your family? You're busy supporting other people's families and other people's brands. Yeah. Understand? It's funny. It's funny you say that because I um, you know, I always look at your first album. I'm like, yo, you had probably 11 songs on there. Four songs. I'm taxing. I'm the magnificent. I got it made. Um, think about it. Four singles, arguably four hit singles, and then the next year you released another album. In this day and age, them damn four singles would have probably had you ride out for like three years before you released another album. 
So what yeah. made that label make you turn around and drop another album the next year? Well, that was the nature of their uh, agreement. And I, I really didn't know how it worked, but how it was worded was that as if it was a three album deal oh, for okay. three years, right? However, each year had an option snuck in for an additional album. So it actually was six, but I didn't know that it read that way as a child. I, I had lawyers, what the fuck? I thought I signed a three album deal. So really, they, they shouldn't have done that by law, you know, and that wasn't the intent of the court. So I went back to rectify that and get that situated. And it was cut down, but they still had an obligation and I still had an obligation. The court did what was fair and I'm fine with that. It was just, um, it had to be, we had to have the dialogue. And if we had to have it in court, then that's where we don't have it. And if anybody else wants to have any dialogue in court, let me know. Ah. So that's so that's where shit went around with Profile Records over that? No, that was it, man. It was like, it wasn't paying me. It was, it was like, uh, I know I know how to count. I made the money, <laughs> but you're not paying me what I'm supposed to get. Now we don't have to talk about this. We need this dialogue. They weren't trying to, um, you know, deal with me. I, got, I don't know if they didn't respect uh, whether it was me as a person at that age. Right. My, ethnicity. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I wasn't your business playing. acumen, brother. Let me tell you what it was. It was your business acumen. The fact that you spoke about it. That's what okay. it well, That's it. And I'm going to always speak about it. Yeah. So whoever got a problem with me speaking about the truth, hey, don't talk to me. Yeah, that shit was your business acumen. They was like, yo, who is he to come to us and talk to us about what kind of what kind of splits he's supposed to be getting when we gave this man fame? No, I want no fame. I want what's on that paper. That's exactly. what he promised me. Exactly. You sign too. You sign where I sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was it working with Mark, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner on the And that it whole, was cool. It was and cool because I was a fan whole, of the show. And that whole Cosby experience. Yeah, I was a fan of the show. So to me, it was like, man, Theo shoot my video. Shit. And then, you know, Malcolm, with all due respect, <laughs> but to everyone, we looking at him as video. Right. So at the end of the day, that was the the fan in me and the the the, team, the the person that was a fan of that show and watched that show. But at the end of the day, we became cool. I got to know Malcolm as Malcolm. And you know, that's where we at. That's where it's at. And, and you know, I wish him the best, his family, all that. It's just about really dealing with human beings and and learning to appreciate them for what they are doing, whether it be for you or not. You know what I mean? Appreciate people. That's right. That's right. That's too, man. We got a question from the chat. What current millennial rappers would you be interested in working with? Any anyone that uh, has sense and does understand social responsibility. I'm not fucking with no dummies. I don't need to. Mm. I get that. Right. I don't need. I don't need to fuck with nobody. I'm good. I, I got me. I, I started out as a solo artist because I got that grind. I got that mentality and I got that uh, DNA. You feel me? So at the end of the day, I, I never needed nobody to validate me. And that was always my claim to fame. You know what I'm saying? My claim to fame as an artist, as a solo artist especially, is that, look, I hold me down. You right. feel me? So that's basically what it boils down to, just me holding me down. You feel me? 
Yeah. I asked a lot of, I asked a lot of artists, artists that we have on this question. I asked them, what did you learn from album one to album two? And I'm not talking about the business. A lot of artists be like, well, I learned the business. Is there something you learned from the, from the standpoint of making music that you took into album number two? Say the last part again. Is there something you learned in terms of making music that you took into album number two? Hell to the year, man. Howie T taught me everything I know about making music from a music standpoint professionally. Mm. I watched him even before. He, look, I was studying what Howie was doing before I was rapping with him. Because the first thing is as a child, I used to, when, when, I mean, as a child, like when I had to hold my cousin hand to walk across the street, like, oh, make sure you always hand. They used to be back there making mixtapes. And as I'm growing up, I'm listening to these tapes. We all have them in our house, our brothers, along with other mixtapes in the city. But that was big for us because that was our home team. And on one mixtape, uh, how we made, how we remade the Bubble Bunch beat. Oh, and, and oh, I was amazed. It was so I was like, oh wow, he made the beat, and they was rapping on it. So I'm like. Yo, how we do that? And then I realized what music production was and what it meant. So that's when I realized the importance of what they were doing. And I grew up following all of that. So I followed the records. He made, he put out records with artists. I, I was following it all. So Howie was a local hero, period. So when I had the chance to get in front of him and sit with him and see what he did, I soaked it all in. That was my school. You feel me? That was my college. Cause that's what I wanted to know about it, how he had the patience and he 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 was kind and showed me what I wanted to know. If I had a question, he answered it. Very patient. Man, how he's like a big bro to me, period. You know what I'm saying? He's always been he's he's man, I'm gonna just keep it real. How he is my big brother, you feel me? Yeah. But yeah, so so that's how that go, man. I just learned what I learned and the first check I got. I went out and bought equipment because I was because I was headed in that direction. I knew that I needed to make music. I mean, for years before I even went to Howie, I knew what production was. I knew what a studio was. I knew what how music was made. I had a photo. I had a Fisher Price phonograph, so I used to play records all day. Being a child in the house, that's one of my activities is to hear music and play music. And then my older brothers they used to zoop 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 zoop. We call it zooping. They call it scratching, but you know, back when we kids and whatever, and they zooping on my damn turntable, and I'm getting mad because I'm like, yo, you messing, you messing up my, you messing up my turntable. So, yeah. so, and I don't even know if Fisher Price what it was if it was a belt drive, but it was definitely banging up my stuff, and I was complaining. I used to complain, yeah, like, yeah, as a little dude, like, yo, y'all messing up my shit. Go to moms and pops, be like, yo, man, we, and we had to, we had to go, like whatever like she gets serious anyway that brought me into music into studying music listening to records listening out for what i like the parts of the records i like and stuff like that so by the time i got to howie i'm good i want to hear impeach the president i want to sit down we looping we picking out samples i'm an active part and howie actually wanted to give me production credit on the album but i wasn't i mean i'm like look that's real. Just, just give me an album. 
I don't care. I'm the rapper, you the producer. Forget about it. I, 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 look, I love you for what you did for me. I don't care about none of that. You feel me? I still don't. He can have it all, but all the credit he got, take it all, man. That he's getting, it's all due. All the yeah. credit is due. You feel me? Yeah, he's, he 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 don't get the props that he should get though, because so many people lose you and Chub Rock. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you went on prior, prior to me and Chub Rock. He did UTFO, Whistle, yeah. Little Sean, yeah. Puma, uh, <laughs> the real Roxanne. The Roxanne. You know, it was a, it was a bunch of stuff that he did that was already uh, classics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't you didn't you end up producing some stuff for like Tupac and for Junior Mafia? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and those two, those was through personal relationships with for both of them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I did. What 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 was the? Let me ask you this: What was the last book you read or documentary that you watched that you can recommend to us? Um, well, I tell you, I do more reading of information and articles and studies and legal documents than books I'm also uh, I, I write I write books I want to write a book actually but um, I, I, I'm a I learn I learn everywhere I go right. so that's what I do I absorb information so um documentaries I think people need to watch things like um, uh what like health related documentaries because what's going to happen is your health is the most important thing you can do for yourself the most viable thing you could do is keep yourself alive with your health so watch some stuff based on your health and and know that they killing all these natural doctors because of uh, because of what they doing to change things you feel what i'm saying dr dr Sabies of the world yeah yeah all of them they they systematically they systematically going around and people that are telling you the truth about what was here on the earth that God gave to you, they they taking them out of here, man. It's crazy. Systematically. You know, they might shit come for me, come for whoever. Just understand. Understand that the that the truth is being revealed. You feel me? Just understand the truth is being revealed and y'all need to listen and learn from information and stop thinking y'all know every fucking thing. Yeah, but don't know everything, yeah. man. What's what's your opinion on um independent being an independent artist and streaming? What do you think about like how streaming works in terms of generating revenue for artists? I think it's a great opportunity. I think they just need to use it wisely. Mm. Yeah, we were talking about it last week, and um, was it is it Apple? Apple said now that they pay an artist one penny, one penny per, oh, stream. per stream, but none of us could figure out what constitutes the actual mm-hmm. stream. As an artist, well, you- I would I would assume that it it's uh, clicking on or listening to it for a certain amount of seconds or time, just as it would be on radio. Mm. Um, so yeah, so they would either have to stop on it and have it played for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. or click on it and actually click on it intense with the intent to listen to it. Mm. And you should get paid. I think I think some artists would rather that they get paid for the duration. That every ten seconds is a penny. <laughs> That'd be nice. Well, I mean, you're liking the song instead of clicking and getting a penny. You, some people are listening to it 
the 30 seconds and cut off. Yeah. I mean, people have so many different desires, man. But 30 seconds might be enough to constitute a stream. Mm. And that's what we were trying to figure out. Like, how long, like, what, what actually constitutes a stream? And then the other thing is, is that information readily available to artists? Do artists get that data? Get that makes yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's sure there's there's um a residual from each platform that you should know, and and there is metrics there there's data on all of that. You just need to research and understand it because it is a legality. It is a law. It is a policy. It is something that you that is going to be affected by the action. So if you do click, you do stream, you do get paid. You need to know exactly what that consists of and how that works. Just like if uh, weed is legal, you need to know how that works. Right. You know, can I walk down the street smoking weed? Can I buy weed openly? Can I sell weed? Can I grow weed? You need to know the parameters involved. So it's the same thing. You, you There are parameters involved and there are guidelines that they use. Why you think they're sending you a check? They ain't just saying, ah, well, let's round it out to a dollar. No. How you feel about weed being legal in New York? Um, I love it. Shit, I'm ready to I'm ready to rent some apartments. <laughs> nice. So, okay, let me break it down for you like this, okay? And this is for everybody in New York. Shout outs to all my New Yorkers, Brooklyn stand up. You know, I've I've lived the whole entire lifetime watching the destruction of a community because the the law was opposed to weed when George Washington was the largest provider of hemp on this coast. So I don't understand why all of a sudden it was criminalized and we were uh, jailed and enslaved over the same thing that a president once um, thrived from. So, you know, it's funny, 12 months in a year, you can grow 12 plants at home. If you have any knowledge of uh, botany, science, or agriculture, it's quite possible for you to yield a very bountiful harvest that would therefore um, give you an income. Um, You got 12 months, 12 plants, figure that shit out. I'm wondering what what the... um you know, with the decriminalization, what's going to be the ramifications for the people that have been indicted and incarcerated as a result of the marijuana? When are we going to talk about that? Like, well, I think they, I think they have some dialogue talking about that, and they're supposed to overturn or exonerate or release those who are incarcerated for over marijuana. Correct. Yeah. Now and- that gets tricky now because when you go into the system now, it's possible that you could have gotten plenty of other charges along wow, the way in the system this guy you might have to juke somebody up and not right. that's a body and now you adding that to your charges or whatever an assault or whatever it could be you adding behavior and all that to your time so you might have got in there for a bag of weed you might have got in there for a half a split or a roach in your ashtray mm. and now you got time because a real other shit that right so you know, God bless everybody out there in the struggle, man. You know, right. you know, you know what one of my biggest concerns also with it is, is that now that it's, it's legal, if there's going to be a whole bunch of red tape put in place that the people in our community can't make money off of it, 
That that really concerns me. Hell no, well, I found out y'all found out today the young niggas is on the corner sitting in front of a crate and they got it sitting right in their lap. Or and they just Yeah, well, I tell you what, it's illegal to sell in that manner, but you can damn sure sit there and smoke and enjoy life in that manner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just what you're doing. I, I don't suggest you go out there and be reckless. I don't yeah. suggest you go out there and illegally sell anything because there's still ramifications for some certain things. That's why they put these things in place now so they can still entrap you because these policies are going to change periodically. And if you're not kept up to speed on every change and every, uh, yeah, everything, every policy that comes out, and even the guidelines, they, I don't even know if they've even structured any guidelines or formed any guidelines around the whole policy in itself. You see what I'm saying? Right. So we got to look out for those kind of things as well. Yeah, that should be crazy, right? You go outside and people are selling weed like they used to sell mixtapes and bootleg tapes on but the you, table for the road. So it's crazy. Just just like alcohol, I knew one day how the, how the prohibition of alcohol. Now you can get alcohol everywhere. Mm-hmm. I said one day it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen from now on. Well, shit. When we was young, we used to be able to buy alcohol as kids. As right. kids, yeah. So I'm glad they making some changes because that was a little reckless too. Yeah, yeah. Got a right. question from the audience. What's the biggest no that you received and made it into a winning situation? The biggest what did I receive? The biggest no. The biggest no. Yep. Shit, I get no's all day. That, that don't stop me. I've been getting no's all my life. That shit means nothing. A no means yes. Pretty much. A no means yes. A no means we're going to get a little more serious with this next question. <laughs> you feel me? A no means we're going to get a little more intense. That's all. Until we get a yes. A no means apply a little more pressure. Man, I, I follow you on social media, and it's good to see you out and about. It looks like that you... um back out on the road performing how's that going man i've been performing all my life man i just don't say shit i mean I, was I, don't, that, I, was know, that, I don't even do social media like that but what happens is like i said there's a need social responsibility somebody gotta say something like i can't sit back and watch the nonsense right. i'm watching bullshit right now all i'm watching is a, 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 a streaming twerking fucking non-stop episode <laughs> episodic like this shit crazy yeah. Is a damage your sight, man. Damage your sight, even progress. How was that live? How was that um that 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 live uh that live thing you did from uh the print shop? How was that experience? Oh man, that was cool, man. That was a, a band here in Charlotte, and they those guys did. Yo, there's a lot of talented musicians out here this period, and um just being able to jam with them like that because I'm yeah. always rocking out to. You know, yeah. records and instrumentals, but just being able to jam a band like that—that that was cool. It, it was hot. Yeah, I like that energy, and um, you know, I look forward to doing some more stuff with them and another live. I like just the live element. You know, that's where right. music come from—is live music. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, are you are you looking to um to record like for another album, or are you cool with doing your your, your catalog? Um, I, I'm cool with the catalog, but I am going to do something before I, I take on other, well, I have other roles and responsibilities as it is, but before I even say, fuck it, y'all got ahead with it, I'm gonna go ahead and do some things. Nice. Cause I gotta say some stuff, set some people straight. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, for real. 
because I don't know how this got carried away like this. I don't know why, how everybody runs off and thinking they the king of this, or they the best of this, or they the biggest of this, or they the boss of this. Come on, son. And y'all not, and y'all not doing nothing. You know what? Because I, I think, I think we come from an era where music affected society. And now society is now affecting the music we hear. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it. You can hear it in the lyrics. You can hear it, the, the, the fucking tweaking and all the twerking and all the other bullshit too. They tweaking too, Rob. You got it right. But yo, but I, and this is this, and this is why the golden era, as we call it, and artists such as yourself, Rock Kim, and even the even even the the, the, the whole Brooklyn the Brooklyn Dodgers crew. When I listen to them, I'm learning something. I love listening to J. Rudy Damager. And going back into listening to some of his all, all his old work, like you kidding me? That's hip hop. That's boom bap. I don't know. Well, I ain't gonna play my man. We had to do say boom trap on here, but listen, man, <laughs> that is what we need back. We need that epic. We need that 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 quality of music where the power of thought, the power of vision, the power of words come across. And you can see what someone is saying. You can hear, you can right. visualize Slick Rick's storytelling. Right. Yeah. And I think, and I think some of that exists. It's just up to us to point it out and pay attention to it and support it. Yo, I appreciate you saying that, brother, because I have these debates with people for the longest, and they always like, "Oh man, yo, the music ain't out there." And I'm like, "The music is out there. Yeah, like look for the artists of our generation are still making music." But sure. niggas Blake and don't support it. I, I don't know if it was Jeffrey Man or Ghostface that I was saying one time. And I was watching an interview. He was like, yo, people always talking about Wu-Tang need to make another album. Wu-Tang need to get back together. And he was like, every time we put out an album, people don't support it. You know, so I don't, I, I'm, that bugs me out. Cause that's, that's like the go-to for people. Like, oh, you know, the music is not out there. Nah, the music is out there. It's just that people don't support it. Yeah, well, we're gonna do. I'm gonna do some things, man. I'm gonna come back around and holler at y'all in a minute, man, because I got some great developments and things in, in progress Good. that's gonna change the landscape of all of this. I promise you, just period. And, and you know, people are trying things and people are trying to change the landscape, but I wanna, I'm gonna actually do it. That's right. So yeah, so I'm a, we, we on, we on and popping. That's why I'm here. That's why I start talking. I ain't had shit to say to nobody. I ain't got to, man. I'm good. But like I said. It's about what you can do to help others and and affect change on a on a broad scale. So right. we just want to do that. We want to change some shit on a big scale and make sure that everybody is okay. You know what I'm saying? In some way or form, we're gonna give everyone an opportunity to be in this world and have a say or a part or a piece of this world. Yeah. What was what what are your albums? Which was your your favorite album and why? Still got it made. Um, I mean, all the others, this was good. But what happened is I made that without profile, without no label, just out of my own labor of love, my Mm. own money, my own pocket, my own travels, my own relationships, my own everything. So I did what I wanted. I picked the beats I wanted. I worked with the artists I wanted. And that's what it was about for me. So that's probably uh, my favorite album. And a lot of people haven't even heard that album, but they will. And when they do, they're going to appreciate it like I do. 
Mm-hmm. I'm a super duper. She's a kryptonite. My yeah. My Mark nigga. Sparks. Shout out. How my nigga. Was on there. Mark Sparks was on there. That was it's, a Yo, that shit's solid. That's what I'm that saying. That shit's so, a solid joint. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is with everything that's going on, I'm going to uh, you know, just re-release some catalog and make sure that it's immortalized and people know how to find it, how to hear it, and, right. and can appreciate it in that way. Cause the, I, I never stop making quality music. It's just the industry and the landscape of the industry changed. So I decided to not even play no right. games with no clowns because I'm not getting into, like I'm not competing with fools. Like food. I'm not in the game. I'm not here to disrespect nobody. I'm not here to play no games with nobody. And I'm not here to be uh defamating no my no character. I'm not here to bring no one down. I'm here to lift people up. So if you ain't going up, get away from me. Yeah. That shit is that clown shit, get away from me. Yeah. Cool, man. That I was gonna say that's crazy because you know you all just get in the game to create and then they become disenchanted by the politics and the business. Of the music and that shit just it's it, it sucks people dry like i know people that are like they're wonderful creatives but when the business element come in it just make you be like fucking i don't even want to do this no more well yeah it can discourage people but then you can't be you can't quit that means make you a quitter fuck that find a way but i do i found a way i found a way so you know look for the solution period know what i'm saying Man, what took you to the Carolinas? Just the economy, the world. I done moved everywhere. I done moved to LA, lived out there for a few years. I moved out to South Florida, lived there for a few years. I'm just here, just, you know. Now my children kept me here though the longest because I had to make sure that, you know, I took care of them and raised them as a father should. And, um, you know, it was no choice for me. It was like, this is where we at, this is what we doing? All right, let's go. And my boys is all right now. I'm on my lap. My youngest is gonna be 16 this year. So nice. you know, I'm almost. I'm doing. My, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's right. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm taking care of the kids I made as a father, and I'm teaching them and guiding them. Period. Nice. Yup. Yup. Ed, man, we appreciate you, brother, pulling up on us and having this conversation with us, man. Likewise, man. And I'll be back, man, because I got some things to break down, you know, okay. scientifically, mathematically, and economically. Oh, no, we need Yo, that wisdom. We need that conversation, bro. We want all that wisdom, bro. I'm coming for that. That's my next conversation. So yeah, we want this all the that intro. wisdom. This is the, the promo to the real shit. All right? Yeah, we have that yes, conversation. Sir. All right, so Yo. I'll see y'all soon, man. I appreciate it. It's an honor. Anybody want to holler at me on any social media, it's right there on the screen. Ask Special Ed Music. Twitter is at Special Ed. And everything else you're going to see. My crypto is dollar sign Special Ed. Dollar sign OG. Dollar sign Flatbush. Dollar sign Brooklyn. Yo, I could list them all up here. You Anywhere you want to pay me, any any coin you got. Any coin you got. You don't, you I'm know, taking it. Holler at your boy. Yo, Ed, yo, Ed, stick around for two minutes. I want to talk to you about something else real quick. Bill, we for two minutes. All right. Yo, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. We appreciate you. Thanks again to the legend, Special Ed. Everybody have a beautiful evening. Salute. Peace. Peace.